0: Welcome to IT for Whiskey, a podcast for new or existing managed service providers and your occasional whiskey connoisseur. My name is Myron Herrera. My company is Cinetech Solutions. Uh, we are a MSP based out of Dallas. I'm also the CEO of Greenlink Networks, which is a voice of our IP uh, channel only uh, based out of Dallas as well business started in
1: 2004 my name is Joe Yusia I'm the CEO for infinite IT we're located out of Toronto Canada we're an MSP we were originally founded in 1999 many years in the working and here we are so I hope that you really got a lot out of this podcast and learn the things that I wish somebody would have told me Hi, welcome back to our next episode of IT4Whiskey. My name is Joe Ucia, and like usual, I'm here with one of my best buds in the whole, wait, best bud in the whole world, Myron Herrera. How are you doing, Myron? It was uh, That was me putting salt from last episode. I feel
0: privileged. <laughs> <laughs> I feel honored.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was just me putting salt from the last time. Just had to keep on rolling with
0: it. Oh, that salt was
1: good. I yeah. like that one. It was a little bit of lemon and tequila or... That's right. That's right. <laughs> What's going on? Hey, you know, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. You know, you Summer's over. Yeah, I know. That's so sad. It's terrible. Like when we get those cold winter days, I just, I don't know. But that's why we drink whiskey. It keeps you warm in the winter.
0: It keeps us nice and, nice and toasty.
1: What are we talking about today, Myron?
0: Coming in third half of the year or whatever you want to call it. Third quarter. We got to always... Do a health check and see how you're doing as a business. And I think after summer's over, I think it's a great time to look at where you're at. Maybe even prepare you for that new year, right?
1: So, yeah, let's talk about that. Absolutely. You know, it's it's really interesting. Um, I, I really like this topic because... We've done a lot of work this year to help us do more frequent health checks as a business. Chris and I started earlier this year doing a monthly executive retreat, we'll call it. Now, by retreat, (laughs) we find a room somewhere at a restaurant or whatever the case may be, and we'll just sit at a table, the two of us, and hide no it's not hide no leave us alone kind of thing we're like one of our customers uh is a really classy restaurant that's about 40 minutes north of toronto and on the second floor of the restaurant it's where the staff kind of use it as a social room and whatnot and Mm -hmm. so that customer was just really generous and lets us use the room for the day and you know so we have wi-fi everything and the benefit to the customer is we end up spending their whole day there and then you know, we have breakfast, lunch, and dinner at the restaurant, so they make money. But the yeah. they don't charge us for the room, which is really nice. Anyways, the nice thing is we get up there and we're isolated from the world, and we do our monthly health check and we measure where we are and what's going on with the business and are we hitting our goals and our objectives. And and since we've started doing that, it's really evolved who we are as a business. I didn't realize, you know, here we are. You know, a 22-year-old business about to hit our 23rd anniversary in a couple months. And Woo-hoo. we just learned this, this, that we need to do more more frequently. We used to do it once, once a year, twice a year ad hoc, but we decided this year we need to do this monthly where the two of us are completely disconnected from the staff working in the business, and we spend the day working on the business. And we have a month-over-month agenda, and it's really changed our business.
0: Yeah, it, we call it our executive management meeting, but it's very similar and it's an all-day meeting same thing we get disconnected from it um in our case it's four of us in the executive management team but that's the the same thing and we have an agenda we use asana as a placeholder and we go down the list and it goes through you know this is what's going on in finance this is what you know what this is our challenge here how you know we go into the discussion and it's beyond it's the high level i don't want to hear about a ticket i don't want to hear about none of that it's high level you know how we're we going to deal with this challenge. That time does, you know, it does help. Uh, beyond that, I think that um, you know one of the things that Giovanni and I have been doing for many years, and I've, I think I've mentioned this in the past, is that we do take one one trip somewhere. A lot of times we just go to CES in January because it's just coinc, you know, it's a good, it's good timing in the beginning of the year, and we just walk around CES. You know, seeing all the technology. Two days of us just talking about what we want to do and what what where we want to take the business in the you know in the next year or what did we miss the year before, stuff like that. So that that kind of works. But I'm I'm curious, like right now, you know, with how the economy is going, how people are freaking out and. You know, I'm starting to see it. You know, some of our customers are tightening up their belts, you know, saying, hey, you know, let's, let's postpone that project. You know, let's see how the economy reacts. We're seeing inflation, staff saying, hey, you know, it's getting tougher financially. Is there any way I can get a raise? So there's all these challenges. How,
1: how, are, how are we all dealing with it? Fridays, um, we always have a company breakfast uh, and or a company lunch, sometimes both and believe it or not i usually am the one that does the cooking for for breakfast and this morning i was sitting around and uh eating and the topic du jour was oh my god my grocery bill and everybody's talking about how you know especially those with kids how much more expensive their grocery bills have gotten and there was one of my employees that you know he's just recently engaged and He said, yeah, like even for us, like we're up another 80, 90 dollars a week in groceries higher than this time last year. I I can't believe it. And one of my other employees who she's got uh, three kids said, tell me about it. I was at the grocery store uh, last night. I had like bananas and a couple other small things. And my bill was two hundred dollars. I don't even know where that money went. So, you know, that's that's those are great indicators on how our cost of living has gone up in the last year. And you're right about how they they they're asking for raises. But how do we manage? We don't make everybody wants a 10 percent raise. But, you know, our our net net is not even 10 percent. So how am I going to do it? Right. Where are we going to get that 10 percent? Yeah. So believe it or not, we actually uh, today I'm finalizing the the uh, the information. We're issuing a, a notice to all our customers. Giving them plenty of notice that as of Jan 1, some of the pricing is going up. The first time in our history, we're actually increasing our professional services rates. We've never, ever had a price change on our, our PS rates. Uh, but this is the first time that we're going to have to do it. I have no choice. You know, it's funny because my my brothers, uh, you know, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. And we we have some other companies and, and operations that we, we own together. And one of them is... Has to do with the trucking industry, and and they always say they always make the same comment to me. We don't understand how you're charging you know 180 and 225 an hour for uh, for a technician when we have dump trucks that cost us 300000 dollars, and I can't get eighty five bucks an hour labor included, which includes the driver. There's there's reasons for that, but yeah, there's different there's, things. there's a yeah. completely different uh, industry. But they, they can't understand how it's almost a, a, like a three to one ratio on on labor yeah. uh, f- versus a service with such a hard cost. It is really hard to, to understand from the outside world what we go through and what our costs are. But truth is we do have very hard costs, no different than any other industry. And if our costs are going up, we have no choice. And that is what we call, ladies and gentlemen, inflation. Everyone's costs go up, so your dollar goes, it goes, doesn't go as far. It goes shorter and it is just what it is. So is the interest rates going to curb that? I don't know. I'm not an economist. I have no idea if that's going to work. Or not. Definitely not an economist, but um,
0: I, I recently was on a call with, um, with Nancy and uh, with a customer. And it was renewal time, you know we took the opportunity to say, "Hey, you know, Mr. Customer, it's renewal time, preparing this a new agreement, but there's a price increase on here, and it was significant. it was about fifteen percent increase, you know, and we had not done an increase in God knows how long you know this is not a small customer, not a four person office, not a one hundred user. this is a three hundred user organization. You throw a fifteen percent increase, it's significant, and
1: his response was." hello inflation, where do I sign? Yeah, Our agreements are structured a little differently whereby we can do price increases. We, we do have them capped at how high we can go per year and how often we can do it. But our, our MSA does allow us to do that for our managed services. And that's what I'm preparing right now is notice to all our customers. And we only have to give 30 days notice, but I wanna give them 90 days notice so I can deal with it because we've never done this before. So in all the years we've been in MSP, and a VAR and previous to that and et cetera, et cetera. We have never done a price increase. So now we have to, and I know what the back is gonna be. Not, not only,
0: I mean, listen, you'd be surprised because you dealt with the Microsoft increase, right? True. And you, you passed it on to the customer? Yep. Did they complain? Uh, one did, and they were yeah.
1: the smallest customer. That's the
0: irony. Everybody knows. It's 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 happening everywhere. You just edited it. Supermarket, it's it's there. So how could they expect that we as MSPs, you know, are gonna not adjust as well? So I think you know, and th- and that's something for everybody that's listening to take back. Don't think that, you know, you can't go to your customer and say, hey, Mrs. Customer, Mr. Customer, it's time for an increase. You know, our costs have gone up. Our staffs. You know, labor costs gone up, tolls are up, gasoline is up. I mean, I just got to do it. You know, my insurance is doubled, oh. you know, you know what I mean? Whatever it is, health insurance, you know, for us to have that problem, it's it just it's gone up. I got to I got to adjust that customer that doesn't understand that. Honestly, that's probably not a customer that you want. Right. You know, think about this. You're, you're Let's say you're a one million dollar a year MSP just to make numbers easy. And you're able to, on average, get a 10% increase across the board for all your customers. I mean, you're literally bringing in a hundred thousand net. For you to get a hundred thousand net, you probably have to do almost another million, Yep. right? Depending on how much your profitability is. The quickest way to adjust and help yourself to get out of Maybe a tight squeeze and overcome the the current uh, economical situation is going into the customer and saying, hey, it's time.
1: There's so much truth to that because, you know, notwithstanding all the inflation, you know, let's talk about employee satisfaction as well. And let's talk about, you know, the fact that we need to keep them current as a part of our health check and keep them relevant, right? We actually have all of our tech team over the course of the month of October all of them are doing Azure Specialty uh, Services certifications, all of them. Um, we, there are some things we mandate, and then there's other things. And it's because some of it's in class. It's done virtually, but there's a time specifically with instructor-led, so they don't have a choice. We're telling them on these days that you're going to be here kind of thing. And it's just like getting another ticket. You got to go and do it, right? So that's how we've handled it. And and truthfully, nobody said no. Uh, Everyone, like, oh, this is awesome. Getting more training? beautiful so you know in the the, the the catch22 the more training you give your staff the more money they want because the more entitled they feel so you, you got to watch that but at the same token the more money they get offered yeah the more money they get offered somewhere else but the value they bring to the customer the more you can charge like so it's 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 a catch 22 with a win-win at the same time yeah absolutely the question becomes you know what kind of training should you be giving them and why so the, the I believe, and, and Chris believes in this as well, is the more, you know, certifications are great, but they're paper, right? The, yeah. But the more um, training you give them, the more experience you get to give them, because you're enabling them, and you're giving them a bigger, better hammer, basically, right? And they become more valuable to you, and they become more of an asset that and, and the, a customer delight, Right. So you really need to put that investment in place. And hey, you know what? I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna call it what it is. This training is being paid for by a distributor. Our distributor, who everyone knows who it is for our Microsoft business without me saying it, but our distributor came to the plate and said, we'll get you the training. And they're paying for the exam fees, right? Because of our relationship and the relevance of our, our relationship and the business we bring them, they're like, absolutely, we're going to enable you. You're just going to go sell more. So it's a win-win for them as well. So everybody wins and the customers win and we win. And so, but now you got to be ready. They're going to want more money. And, you, and honestly, you do have to give it to them. How you give yeah. them the more money, this is, this is what we've done, is every time they complete a certification and pass an exam, they get a bonus. There's your incentive yep. for getting this done, right? We're not huge fans of, of raises. I'd rather bonus for performance than give raise.
0: It's funny because I'm the opposite. So,
1: yeah. So it's it's a different culture, I guess. But yeah. We gave one of our employees an incentive saying for every 100 net new seats that you onboard for the MSP business, Here's your spiff. Here's your bonus. So he wants to, he's focused on it, right? It's almost like a commission or a piecemeal or whatever you want to say.
0: And there's nothing wrong. There's no right right or wrong way. Let's just put that out there. The way I see it is that I don't want the organization to become a salesy organization. Because once you start incentivizing, you know, then everybody's going to push, push, push.
1: I see what you're saying, but we don't pay commissions on, on sales efforts the way traditional MSPs do. What my point is, th- this is a KPI bonus. So th- that person that's onboarding has no control whether or not sales brings in the seats.
0: Yeah, so I mean, I, but at the end of the day, those you know, those, those, are, those are different views or different ways to, to deal with it. There's, there's definitely no wrong way. Each organization, however you run it, it's fine. You know, these are just great ways to potentially set it up, right? You know, one of the things that we're doing also is that in that conversation with the customers, we're saying, let us help you This is something that we normally do, but in this particular case, let us look at where you're spending again. Maybe we used to do it, you know, we did it last year. Maybe we did it, you know, three years ago. Who knows? Let's look at that now because there's, there may be chances that you can uncover some, some cost savings. There may be chances that, you know what? They got, their insurance bill went up tremendously and they didn't tell you about it and just you know, and it could just be that they need, you know, cybersecurity training, you know, and if they have that, they could potentially get their premiums lower by, you know, X amount, you know, and now you're creating opportunities while helping the customer again. Those are ways I think that for us, we're going to focus on how to get past this, you know, time of uncertainty. We've been in business for, you know, since 2004. So we we went through the difficult times of 2008. We're on track to go in the same same as what we went through in that time period. So this this is the kind of stuff that you gotta you gotta turn into an organization that helps your customer safe. Whereas maybe in the upswing, you know, you're you're the you're the IT company that helps your customer grow. Right. Now now you're the you're you are the you you got to become the IT the MSP that helps your customer safe.
1: And another thing that we're doing, changing gears, um, is and we're just about to implement it for Q one of, of twenty three and I've been I mentioned in a previous episode that I've been drinking the Kool-Aid for, uh, from a book called Scaling Up. Um, I've been developing and working out this this theory of a quarterly theme. And there are some organizations, a lot of organizations use this, but some go to the extent of having a monthly theme. There's some organizations in, in certain hotel chains that do a daily theme. The, the power of a, of a quarterly theme is, is something that, you know, helps the whole company align themselves to... The, the corporate objectives. you know There's a stat that um, this business writer, Ann Loher, wrote. Um, and the statistic was that 93% of employees don't really understand what their organization is trying to accomplish in order to align within their own work. That's a really, really amazing statistic. 93%, that's profound, that employees are doing their job, but they have no idea if what they're Doing is aligned to the corporate o- objectives, right? What we've and, and through the the training and and, and the reading and, and and research I've done, is that this really can help drive alignment within the organization. So this is something we're going to trial for for 23. Stay tuned. I'll let you know how it goes after a couple quarters. There's it's really simple. There's you just got to choose a theme, right? And it could be something fun. It could be something fun like Rocky Balboa. Let's knock it out out of the park, or uh, like a baseball theme. Or it could be well, there's there's so many different themes you can create. So make it fun and, and entertaining. And then you know, so but you've got to identify what your number one thing is this quarter. So I know that our number one thing for our Q1, I've already identified it is our compliance division. We need to bolster that and grow that that practice. You know, I've already decided how we're going to measure the success um i'm going to the next step is to turn into something fun and engaging like a theme and um then you're going to create a reward. This is the key. It doesn't have to be monetary. You can say something as simple as, if we hit our goal, we're going to have a family barbecue uh, at the local park where you can bring your kids out, which is not a very expensive thing to do. Or we're going to all go to a theme park together or something of the sort, right?
0: At the end of the day, you're gamifying the the day-to-day.
1: Right, exactly. And then the last step is the most important one in my opinion. You need to communicate with the staff what the theme is and roll it out to the entire company. I have read um, case studies about how organizations every quarter get posters printed and they go up all over the place and everyone's wallpaper on their desktop changes to that theme. And every morning they'll maybe play a theme song uh, in the office for a half an hour while people are coming in or changing shifts or whatever the case. Like there's, there's so many ways to make this fun and engaging. Mm-hmm. What happens is it aligns your company and that's what I'm looking for. Absolutely. Because I can tell you in speaking to my employees in our one-on-ones this year, a lot of them aren't aware of what our objectives are and I didn't know that. So in our monthly meetings, Chris and I have been talking about this and developing, okay, what our strategy is for 23 and how we're going to do this gamification, this theming and our and our quarters and we we have Q1 is is all about our compliance business and then Q2 is going to be all about cybersecurity
0: like you say spot on well, scale scaling up that's the that's the whole concept um i think that uh it 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 works we have done that in the past some things we continue to do some things we don't it definitely helps and um, and it gets people aligned and i think that's important i don't know if i've mentioned it before but you know we we did another acquisition uh, not too long ago and you know that team although it's a different business unit it's not an msp you know recently i was having a conversation with a with one of the staff members there and and they love everything we're doing as we're changing the business but they're not aligned they don't feel aligned yet to that and it's because maybe uh, we haven't done a great job of painting the picture the long term picture the, the at the end of the tunnel kind of scenario um, and and people need that to be able to feel energized and feel what they want so you know that's that's a challenge as a leader as a leader of the team you know to to be able to make sure that people always are you know, aligned with that. We have the town halls that we do on a monthly basis, and I try to, you know, project that. You know, obviously it's split up between the different entities, but sometimes that's not enough, you know. And one of the things I realized is that people are shy to ask questions when it's in big groups. So, you know, I'm trying to overcome that, whether it's through uh, one on ones, but it's hard. We're almost 100 employees. So the one-on-ones—it's basically a full-time job. Um, you know, then they don't want to do it in a group setting because you know they don't want to ask, quote unquote, you know, a stupid question uh, or a dumb question, whatever they want to call it. You know, so it's it's a challenge. It's a challenge to make sure you know how do how do I get over that?
1: It's it's not easy for sure. Um, I, I see as we're growing. The, the challenge to deal with that as well already as is. One of the exercises that that we do during our, again, we're, we're, we're smaller, so it's, it's easier, but we actually spend half an hour on our town hall um, and we call it kissing time. <laughs> and kiss time is, is, no, not kissing, it's kiss time, sorry. And kiss time is things that we need to keep, improve, start and stop in the organization. I was
0: gonna say, sign me up.
1: <laughs> which uh which the net net result is hey, this is my love for the company, so I'm gonna kiss the kiss kiss infinite kind of thing. Uh but all, all jokes aside,
0: you Canadians are weird.
1: We don't actually say that. <laughs> But we do call it the kiss, uh it's the kiss session because it's keep improved, start and stop. The objective of that is everyone you not everybody has to. Um and as we're getting bigger, we're now making it slightly optional. I'll call out on people. As opposed to everyone taking turns like we used to, because uh, it just takes forever. But you'd be surprised in this activity as we do this, how many things I hear interdepartment complaining. But it's not a complaint. It's like, you know what, you know, from service sales needs to keep doing this, but my God, stop doing that. It would be nice instead if you did that. Start doing this instead. Yeah. Right. And. And and we get that a lot, and vice versa, and what and whatnot. So it's an opportunity for everyone to voice. And when you kind of phrase it in a cutesy way of kiss, people smile at first and, and and whatnot. Another thing we do in some of our town halls is a be happy moment. We we actually have a picture of a bee that goes up on the screen. And what's your be happy moment of the month? And if anyone has some spectacular news that they want to talk about, they they have the opportunity to to share it with the group. Recently, one of my employees, who is a PR of of Canada, him and his family, they just got their citizenship after being here for so many years. Congrats! So, my God, that was the the for the whole week. That's what we talked about. That's what everyone talked about. I and mean, we're all so happy for him. And and one of the comments came out in in an email saying, "Our country is better for having done this." And and it was really a touching moment for everyone. Um, That I felt really bonded a lot of our staff in a way that we hadn't seen before, because it was the first time one of our staff went through that and actually achieved it. We have another staff member that uh, has his PR and he's no longer with us. Um, But when he was with us. Uh, He could never achieve it. Every time he would try to go apply, he was, the the marker kept moving. It was always like 50 points shy. And it it was a struggle for the guy. He worked for us for five years and it was a real struggle and it weighed on. So the fact that, you know, that this guy got, got it done and whatnot, it was like, it was huge. Yeah. As it should be a really big life-changing moment.
0: It is a big life-changing for, you know, generational potentially.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And he's got three young, young children.
0: I want to go back to this whole kiss thing.
1: Oh, okay. Talk
0: to me. Look what I'm kissing right now.
1: Oh. Mm. I don't know. What are you kissing there, Meyer? Is it a picture of me again? Stop doing that, brother. It's a horse. Oh, John. (laughs) (laughs) I'm having... What is a picture of me?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm having some Blattens. Yep. 93 proof, for those that don't know. So it's got, you know, I'm not a a 100-ish kind of person. I'm a ninety-ish kind of person.
1: Everything I do, I do 120, baby.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, right. <laughs> Blatins, as probably if you don't, if you've never had Blattens, is very difficult to find, and Stephanie is going to put some social media postings of the bottle. If you see one of these at a liquor store, buy it. Don't question it.
1: Even if you don't want to drink it, to collect it, it's worth it.
0: It's it's a really nice bottle to have. The bot the shape of the bottle is nice. It does have a horse on the top with a what do they call that? The the person that rides the horse, like a racer, jockey, a jockey. It's got a jockey on the top. Our executive of HR here, Evan, she, her favorite whiskey is I Actually, was trying to lure her in to come to on a podcast with us with that bottle you mean
1: um, lure is a bad word you mean you're trying to convince her to join us whatever you know what i mean
0: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so and, and you know what i'm not typically a blind person i've had that bottle in my house almost a year and i just opened it today
1: nice i actually got a few of them myself i've never opened any of them i get anytime i find them i i like collecting a lot as well i've got a little bit of a collection not that huge and they're fun to collect
0: i have the gold one now that one you know that i could tell you a story about that real quick i've stumbled across that gold one in a trip and i was going through the uk and i got those two bottles i paid nothing for them but when i ended up getting home and searched they were like they're worth like six hundred dollars or something like that each Wow. so yeah i have not opened those (laughs) so if you come across one of those definitely get that one too
1: <laughs> very nice well the funny thing is you're you're drinking a bourbon yes which is an american whiskey and north of the border up here i'm drinking a canadian whiskey which ironically this is two episodes in a row i'm doing canadian whiskeys
0: i thought you were going to say a canadian bourbon no
1: I don't say that <laughs> that's not proper this is actually double aged and the second uh, round of aging is an oak bourbon Uh, barrels and it's it is a small batch and i will say
0: you still need a bourbon in there
1: right i will say that i've i've become a a fan of bourbon over the years and over the last few years as you know i never liked them before and then i learned what a bourbon was and what i was doing wrong
0: who do we have who do we have to thank for that
1: you no no we gotta thank craig for that one
0: definitely gotta thank
1: craig for that one yeah he's the one that definitely introduced me to to the bourbons of the world and uh and taught me all about it because i didn't like bourbon before that but this by the way it's called barn burner it's an ontario based they distill it like 20 minutes from my house wow which is really nice i i do want to uh i do want to, it's called the uh, maverick distillery you know like called maverick distillery and they're or like that that like the dallas maverick top gun's better and so, we'll see this season. I'm dying to go for a tour of their distillery because they actually just opened that back up. This is a new addition to their to their lineup. I don't know how, what the age statement is on it. I know it's here. I don't remember, um, but it's non chill filtered. And I'll be honest with you, it's actually it's a fine it's a fine drink.
0: Is is that something that's like available everywhere, or
1: I don't know if it's available in the U.S. yet. They they I, maybe I don't know. Um, so I think.
0: It's a good bottle for you to bring when you come.
1: Sounds like a plan, buddy. Going
0: back to the topic, I, I, I'm really, you know, I'm worried about the MSP community because the newer MSPs have not been in this type of situation. I'm worried about how it's going to hit some of them. Hopefully the economy bounces back real quick and, you know, we plateau and the inflation stops and, you know, but even interest rate at a, at the rate where it, it is today, it limits you know, a lot of things that you would potentially be able to do. We're going to see slowness in expansion, slowness in M&A, except for the larger M&A deals. But for the smaller player, it's going to be harder. I'm concerned. So if there's w- at least one takeaway, <laughs> raise those rates. Just do it.
1: Because, and in, in calling it what it is, they, like, just today, uh, for I think it was the fifth time of the year, now you're probably do a little googling and know what they were actually recording for the fifth time this year they raised interest rates in canada and today was a big one
0: yeah
1: i i look at cost of money is going up inflation yep. is going is is also making it that much worse and guess what um our costs are going up our staff want more money we're paying more no, for they, they our, don't want more they need more money they need more money and we're paying more for electricity we're paying more for electric for insurance we're our rent rates are, are proposed to go up. I know my TMI is going up. Our taxes, maintenance, insurance next year. They gave us notice today that our, our rates are going up in January. They've already told us. Um, like everything is going up. And going some up. of this stuff is going up to like ma- by a magnitude of 6 7%. Which is you have to remember that is your net, net six, 7%. So if you're doing nine, 10, which a lot of MSPs do, you're literally don't make any changes. And then you give your staff a 3% increase this year, you're losing money. Yeah, absolutely. So start taking money out of your pocket to to pay for everything or do the right thing and go to your customers now. And now's the time to do it because everyone's getting it from every corner and they're doing it to their customers
0: absolutely and there's some strategies and you know think through how you do that because you you don't have to just go and say hey here's you know here's an increase you know what i mean there's there's ways to work that you know have the conversation have the deep down conversation you have the you should have that relationship with the customer that you feel comfortable to go go and say hey you know i know how things are right now but i got to hit you with this one you know what i mean and any any business owner or a customer that is realistic to what's happening in the in the world knows that that's kind of coming. If anything they're expecting it already.
1: Not only expecting it, but they're everyone's becoming desensitized to it because we're used to it.
0: Th- this is actually a good time to do the increase. Right. <laughs>
1: probably the best time ever to do the increase. Yeah. And, and, and if you wait
0: way- too long, if you wait too long, it's probably worse because whatever cash they might have to be able to pay the increase, that will dry up and you will be the last one standing or not standing for
1: man, which which could be a really bad thing. But so just to recap on everything, um, you need to sync up um, and, and work on the business very frequently. So you can do your health checks. Um, you need to assess your financial future, determine your 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 cash flow for the future and what you're going to do for your pricing. And you need to communicate with your your employees about this openly as well as your customers. Um, those are all really important things that I hope you pulled away from this episode. And if you're not doing this yet, you've got to start doing it. You have to start doing this right away because it could make the difference between whether or not you're here in 12 months from now. It is that serious.
0: That's the closing statement right there. So with that, take it away. Cheers it for whiskey a podcast by MSPs to help MSPs. Don't forget to spread the word, like, and subscribe at IT4Whiskey.com. You smoke that Cisco and you may uh, DDoS yourself. (laughs)